everybody welcome to amigos i'm john and i'm aaron and today aaron we're talking about freaking christmas yes merry christmas bo merry christmas we're almost there we're settled in our uh, firmly ensconced within our christmas living room here we want to give a special shout out to paul kitching the 3d artist extraordinaire who i've heard may be providing all of the artwork for the upcoming kickstart events in, uh, in Nottingham. Well, in you, couldn't, June. you couldn't find a better guy. Of course. And Paul's been helping us out with art for a long since time. Since the beginning. Yeah. He, he did all of the titles on our normal, uh, on our normal uh, show, except with the exception of some of the 3D work by the Dunk, Duncan Styles. Special shout out to the Dunk. Yeah. Giving us this Christmas card. You know, speaking of Christmas cards, Aaron, we got a special gift package. This just came last night to me oh, in boy. the mail. A little Christmas card here. From uh, the one and only Pajaco sixty five oh two. Oh, look at that! How cute! It's got a little. Just so it says Noel Tindo. Yeah, that. Noel Tindo. <laughs> so very clever. Wishing you a very happy Christmas and a fantastic New Year. So thank you, Paul. We appreciate that. That's great. Thanks, Pajaco. That's very cool. Look at that. And then, as an extra added goodie, he provided us a copy of Amstrad Addict. Oh. For those he, of you, did? yeah. For those of you who don't know, man, I was wanting to see um, that. The uh, Jonah that and the team behind uh, the uh, Amiga Attic Magazine Pixel Attic. This is a special one-off edition Amstrad Attic Magazine, and I'm telling you, man, the same high quality that goes into Amiga Attic every month in Pixel Attic is right here in Amstrad. You think Attic. the Check Amstrad could support its own mag? Well, uh, like a monthly, maybe a bi-monthly. I'm not sure. You know, that's a difficult business decision, but. Yeah. You know these these special collector mags. I like them. You know, it's even if they're just once a year, it gives you a chance to see what's new out there. You know, a good dose of nostalgia, which everybody loves at this time of year. You know, the uh, Amstrad is, I think, it's a really neat machine. And now the newer stuff that's coming out for it's really good. And what makes it fun is, uh, is that the stuff that came out for it back in the day was hamstrung most of the time. So now these new artists, these new programmers. Are taking and using the answer to its full potential. We've seen it time and time again, and so and I like this is Danny. I'm so happy that they sent this over to us because I really have been wanting to look at this, and so I'll be stealing this book. That'll yes, be coming home the day. feel free to steal that now. It's time for a little gift giving, yeah. Aaron. You know, uh, it's uh, Christmas is uh, is a wonderful time because I get to give you things that I hope you love. You know, I will say, I've got nothing here for you. Well, that's all right. And the reason is, hold on, it's because your gift hasn't came in the mail Listen, yet. Listen, so you're... It's you, that old stick. You are my, my best you, gift. I told you... <laughs> are you kidding me? No! Bro? You were just killing me five minutes ago. The time we spend together <laughs> oh, is man. the best gift of the holiday season. Oh, man. Turkish delights. Holy smokes. So we've been talking about these. Yeah, so I'll tell you a story behind the, the Turkish delights. And it, the story is is that me and Pajaco and Pix were wandering around blustery England yeah. this past November. And we were waiting for the uh, kebab shop to open. Okay. Everybody. And so we took refuge in this in this candy store. Yeah. And while we were in the candy store, I saw it. It caught my eye. And I remember you talking about Turkish delight in the past. I'm gonna open this thing up because we didn't. We never really quite determined what Turkish delights exactly, were. Exactly. Exactly. Did so, you have you tried? Turkish no, delights I don't before? think I've ever had it before. The box seems very difficult. To, there's no apparently, clear path inside. The, the, apparently, the box is. <laughs> oh wait, I think it's one of those deals where you lift a gimmick. Maybe this is the gimmick here. Oh yeah, I think I got it here, but. Oh okay. That's awesome. You know, I. You know, remember we used to get a lot of candy and stuff on the show. We'd have. We'd do that thing where we'd sit around and eat another show. Mm. And then we'd, you know, I don't know if you caught this in my stream last time, but it reminded me of the old days. Uh, a girl at the lab gave everyone these gift bags of, like, a, some kind of drink mm -hmm. to make. 
And so, I, and I thought to myself, man, it's been a long time since I sat around mixing a drink up on the show. And it was one of the few times that I did it, and like it wasn't the worst drink I'd ever had. Right, right. My hat. Boots cocktail hour was less than successful when we when we introduced Remember that, that god to awful drink that we used that real expensive vodka in. Right, it was when I had the lemon juice concentrate. Oh, these are okay. These look good. You want to try one of these? Yeah, yeah. These are Turkish delights. Let me see what this box says here. Rose and lemon flavor. I think I got lemon. Oh yeah. It's sort of like a jelly bean kind of texture inside the jelly bean. You know what this tastes like? Or orange slices. Yeah. That is so good. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I used to get this candy called Chuckles. Remember Chuckles? Uh-uh. They were like, imagine these, but like kind of round. Okay. By the way, if you're listening at home, these are sort of, these are cubes. Cubes, like sugar-coated cubes with like a different, of these different flavors. Chuckles had like, say, six flavors. And they tasted just like this, but... Uh, not as good. Mm-hmm. That's great. Thank you, Bo. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm going to eat some more of those later. So that's gift that's number great. one. This is straight from the streets of Sussex, is it? That's right. Oh, that's man. right. That's outstanding, Bo. Only the finest British confectionaries Come on, make Doug. their way here. You know, oh, look at that. You're making me look like a real heel here, Bo. I will say, oh, God, this, is good. this year I wrapped all the gifts myself. Did you? Yeah. I did that too. Most of them. Of course, you always wrap all the gifts. Who else is going to wrap? Well, sometimes I use bags. Oh, bags are no good. Well, you did a good job. I mean, you've been actually, you're one of those guys that tape it to the actual box. I follow the YouTube That's tutorial. That's sort of a no-no, though, isn't it, to do that? But on, uh, I guess it depends on who you talk to. It's a controversial subject. What this is here. here hold down. Okay. It's some sort of bag. Yep. Is it a bag? It is a bag. It's a bag of the Cotswold Motoring Museum Burton. I said bourbon. <laughs> Burton on the water. Yeah. That's now, very good. Thank you, Bo. Now, look, look, look at the license plate of that, that car there. What's it say on there? Brum. Brum. Are you familiar with Brum? Uh, no. Well, to know Brum is to love Brum. What is Brum? Brum oh. is an animatronic car that was popular on the on the kids' TV circuit back in the day in Brum England. Brum was? Brum, yeah. Is that the car right there? That's the car. He used to travel all around England and have adventures and teach kids about safe motoring. Duncan knew him. Yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, I figured with your love of the Pizza Time Theater characters and other animatronic characters, you would appreciate a bag with the UK's version on there. Thank you, because this will be one of those things where I put my stuff in and people are going to just be baffled. Right. Like, where do you get that? I won't tell them. That's because I'm a world traveler like Boat. Thank you, Bo. You're that welcome. Great Christmasy of you. You're welcome. And the Christmas, the Christmas joy keeps on coming. If you guys weren't aware, it's immediately following, almost immediately following this taping. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the the gang from West Virginia will converge on my basement. We're going to have high score competitions on uh, the uh, the uh, the Atari, the Amiga, mm-hmm. the NES, the Plastic Fantastic oh, G4 no. Mac. Oh no! Not and that. As long as uh, as long as Pajaco can help me out, the BBC freaking micro. Oh, you're gonna break. You're breaking that thing out. I'm breaking. Why well, it hasn't been brought out, broken out before? Because Chad took it home with him after Boat Fest, and it's been in his garage since. Why then. did Chad take that home? Well, I gave him some stuff to take care of for yeah. me, and he he took care of. I was it. wondering where that thing went. Yeah, I couldn't find it. Then I, I when we were in England, Pajaco and I were talking about it, and I sent a message to Chad. I was like, "Hey, do you have the BBC micro?" He's like, yeah, "I've got it." Does that thing work like fully? It works fully, and have we ever played with it? No, because it's been in Chad's basement since Boat Fest okay. or Chad's garage. Yeah, but you've had the thing for a couple years. Sandwich, no, it, it Pajaco brought it oh, to me at Boat Fest. Okay, go goody. Yeah. That'll be fun. Won't yeah. It? So we're going to end there. The prizes, Aaron, you won't believe. And after playing with that BBC Master, mm-hmm. like the BBC can has some, they got a little jack. It does. It's got jack out the whack. But the, I guess the Plaza Fantastic is it's a pinball related it's, game. Yeah, it's, it's the, only, the only reason I keep it around is that pinball game. So <laughs> <laughs> that'll be fun, bud. I'm, enjoy, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. Uh, this is uh, so good. This concludes our, our gift giving portion of the show. <laughs> is that what that was? <laughs> Aaron, so ask him before we know before we go on. Okay, 
this isn't necessarily Christmas related, but you just got back from Chicago. How about a little brief synopsis of the trip? So I was there on the at the behest of the Save the Music Foundation. He's, you're saving it personally. Yeah, you're involved. I personally in say I personally saved the music. I hope you're not saying the part of the music you're saving it doesn't involve the singing, because <laughs> otherwise, let it die. <laughs> I've heard that yeah. before. I've heard that. <laughs> um, the uh, Save the Music Foundation. Remember VH1? Oh yeah. So VH1. <laughs> They're still around. <laughs> they're still around. You're I don't kidding know. Me, the I don't channel? know what they do. Are they on TV? I think they're on TV. I think certain cable packages still carry VH1. Okay. So anyway, they have their charitable arm is called <laughs> the, the the Save the Music Foundation. This sounds like a scam. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And every year they bestow new instruments to band programs all over the country. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. So a couple of years ago, the Save the Music truck rolls in with all these instruments. They've got a truck. They've got. Well, what else are you going to transport forty million does, instruments? Does it have in? like a button? Does it have like is it the cord, the VH1 decoration? Or something I don't. Like that? You know, I didn't see the because it, it came when I was in class. I mean, so I Oscar Myers is the Wienermobile. I was trying to just like just a big eighth note like. or something on its oh. side. <laughs> that would actually that would look cool. You need to get on that. That's that's a good idea. So anyway, they roll in all the PR people. Come out the lady from California. The the curators there. They're shaking my hands. The 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 superintendent shows up. We have a big celebration. We get a bunch of new instruments. Well, <laughs> fast forward to this past September, where I'm talking to the curator of the state of West Virginia, Randall Reed Smith, and he's like, you know. I've got uh, some scholarships left over for Save the Music for, to go to Midwest this year, the Big Band Director Clinic. Would you like one? Yeah. And of course, what I'm going to say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to take that. Yeah, I like it. A guy just has scholarships laying around. Yeah, Who yeah. Who This guy, he is the man. Yeah. He, 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 is, he is the man. And so anyway, uh, on Tuesday, I drove up to Chicago. We made the same drive that we made going yeah. up to the Cocoa Fest. And uh, I basically spent, you know how it is. Like when you're when you're at Walmart or you're you know at the mall or something, and you 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 hear you overhear somebody talking about breathalyzers or something like that, and you know that the, the other happened. other te- <laughs> that's no one's ever sitting around talking about breathalyzers. Well, I mean, like you know when you're together with your fellow techs, you want to get you want to you, you like to talk, talk shop, shop yeah. yeah. And so the great thing is, you know, band directors, I'm the only band director at my school. I never get to talk shop with anybody. Oh, I see, yeah. So we all get together, and it's just a constant stream of, of talk and shop, comparing programs. And also, the big luminaries are there, these big composers, because they want you to buy their music, you know? Yeah. So I got to meet all my band heroes. Jay Bocook, who was the arranger of Malaguena that Hurricane used back in the 80s. Yeah. Um, he was there. Uh, Frank Tekeli, who's a huge, huge composer. Uh, Michael Sweeney, who writes tons of middle school stuff. These people are like, it's like when you got to meet the Rock and Roll Express. It's, you know? and, and it's, is it really? It, it, well, yeah. The it, Rock and Roll Express, they're like worldwide famous. These guys are worldwide famous. The band people, so I guess you're right. Yeah, I'd say I'm th- I mean, band people and wrestling fans about the same uh, like population. I was, go- yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And so uh, that that was super special. And also, I got to hang out with some other West Virginia band directors, and we got to have some leisure time because most of the time when I see these guys, we've all got our bands with us. We don't have time to talk, toss back a few. To me, it seems like like if you and the other band directors got together from the local ones, it'd be like you'd like make a chalk ring. And you'd each bring a chain, and you'd have a big throwdown to see who the dominant banditor is that year. Listen, we all, well, really, you know, we all we all get along. Oh. It's all it's all it's all a fraternity. And uh, we all played trombone too. Weirdly, all the West Virginia band directors at this thing were all trombone players. Mm. So that must mean something, but I don't know what. It was a good time. It was yeah. a good time, and I, I I got a bunch of free uh, books because at the end of these things, I told you yesterday. The big publishers, they don't want to take anything home with them because it costs them too much money. They yeah. bring stuff to sell, and whatever and they don't doesn't sell, sell. they just burn it. They, they, and so if you, know, if you know the right people and you can kind of smooth your way in there, you can get, you can get free stuff. How does it feel to be like a big-time band schmoozer who can, like you, schmooze right in there? Yeah. Like now you've got the ability, because of your credentials, big band credentials, you can like slip seamlessly into these various big deals. It feels good. That's it nice. feels good. I like being able to because here's the thing: I'm a total imposter. I don't really have any real what ability. Do you mean teacher of the year, but clearly well, you've got some jack. Like I said, I think that was awarded 
incorrectly, but uh, but you know it was it's it, it's awesome, and I get to learn from. I mean, the best band directors. You wouldn't believe some of these bands from Texas. You know, they roll in and they play better than like my college band. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, they got plenty of people to choose from than in Texas. They've also got six band directors per school. Yeah. You know, here's the thing, Bo. You're a schmoozing master because you, you're band schmoozing. Now you're moving, you're schmoozing seamlessly in the restaurant area. You've schmoozed in the mega area. Like you're the you're like a, the human network. Cable. I can ooze myself into almost anywhere. Yeah, that's impressive, Bo. Well, that sounds great, man. Yeah. So that was the Chicago trip. What is your? Uh, what did you do this past week? I drove a lot, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, I did appear on a show this week. Yeah, tell me about that. So uh, I was asked for just the second year in a row. I, they had me over at the uh, this week in retro show. In fact, it just it just popped out today as we we're recording this this morning. Me and Nagima, uh, Dave Velociraptor, uh, Neil was already on Christmas vacation. Mm-hmm. Good move, Neil. And they're off for the next two weeks. So mm-hmm. like I barely I got edge in the nick of time. We had a good time. Those guys are a lot of fun. Yeah, and you, you know, said that episode's out right now. This week in retro out, on, on yes, YouTube uh, today. So yeah, if you're into, if you want to see me more me, because God knows I'm all. They mocked me for the many my many appearances. Was there was there is there is there a story that you you uh, you think people would be interested in on there in particular? Uh, yeah, they had a couple interesting uh, topics. One, they were talking about games that came to the uh, got ported that were the ports were better than the arcade game. I had a couple uh, thoughts there, and then mm-hmm. some stuff that never got ported but needed to be. I had some thoughts there. Hey, you know, when it comes to arcade ports, I'm all over that. Yeah. God knows, a few men have played more ports of arcade games than me, you, and the brand. That's we right. Played them. That's so right. So that, they were in my wheelhouse this time. That's no awesome. No Michael Jackson talk this time. <laughs> Good. So I just sat there going, like, ah. <laughs> all right, Aaron. Well, speaking of just sitting there, let's talk about <laughs> Super Delivery Boy Holiday Rush. <laughs> Bam! It's a holiday rush, folks. Cause it's the holiday, mm-hmm. you know. And by the way, speaking of deliveries on holidays, how would you like to be in that business? That'd be bad times, right? Listen, now. you want to talk about a stressful job? Yeah, be, being in that line of work around the holiday season, no yeah, fun. You, you ain't kidding, there, Boaster. So, of course, this week, Boat, as you know, we're looking at Super Delivery Boy, the holiday shift. Yes, because it's Christmas time, yes. Boat. Had you heard of the the holiday shift? Well, I'd heard of Super Delivery Boy before. You had because we talked about it several times on uh, yeah. on the show. Uh, this is a uh, a game that I think came out in like the late twenty tens, maybe like twenty nineteen or so. Uh, indie retro news, heavy coverage. Uh, but I had not heard about the Christmas edition before this week. Yeah, the uh, it's funny because I was reading, I was reading on uh, Hall of Light. It says that the, uh, the they said this. Now I can't verify it. They said the the holiday edition came out before the actual game. Really? Yeah. Well, so I was totally wrong. Then. Well, no, I no, take it all I back. don't. I don't know that. But listen, you never know. You take that with a grain of salt. The funny thing is, I will give the guys credit. Uh, uh, <clears throat> when you download this, this is a downloadable uh, game uh, from Itch, and we'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, this was just updated in like the past like two or three days and recorded. So, I mean, this well, that's guy you know that's the advantage yeah. of of putting stuff on itch is like whenever you buy games on itch, you get notifications when your games are updated. Yeah, and you always have the most up to date versions. Yeah, I, that, that, I really wish that everybody, especially those of you that develop games in the Cocoa community, would embrace itch because it's an awesome. Platform. Well, I mean, they pretty much have a lot of my app. Yeah, you know, and so good and good on them. And I like the idea that you pay what you want, mm-hmm. or you can set up a specific payment. Uh, but I mean, uh, that I'm more prone to pay for something like that, or or as opposed to something. Here's what I like: I like when they say pay your own price, and then you go there and they're like, the developer suggests you pay this, but they still don't make you. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, two bucks for this? Yeah, no question. Bam. Yeah. And yeah. then on top of that, if you here's something else you can do. I've done this. It's like you can just download the game, not pay them nothing, right? And then you play it, and you're like, hey, this is a it's a five pounder. Yeah, here. you go you back. Them a five. Give them some money. It's you know? great. Uh, so it's a great a lot, system. A lot of the games I played on the uh, uh, on the uh, Cami Game Jam, the Amiga Game Jam, uh, were set up with it. I think almost all of them. Yeah. So this is sort of the ipso facto way to go. It's the steam of, of indie games. Of indie games. And it's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. And I've never heard anything bad about the right. place. And so, which is unusual. It is. Uh, so I, I give them ups. Um, 
as we mentioned, Super uh, Delivery Boy, the holiday ship, this came out just a couple years ago, 2021. This was developed by Neso Games, N-E-E-S-O mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've actually talked about some of their stuff before, so I looked to see what they had available on Itch. And what they've got on there, of course, they've got uh, they've got Super Delivery Boy, which is a separate, totally, it's a different game than right. this. And I haven't played it before. Have you played this? Yeah, I've you, played it on a stream before. Oh, good. So you could talk about that mm. a little bit when we get into it. They also, these are the guys that did Jackal. Remember that Jackal? Oh, board? yeah. Yeah, which was very good. Yeah. They're also the guys that are working on that Street Fighter 2 Amiga, sort of that, that tech, tech demo. demo. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're also, according to the, uh, 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 according to the site, are working on a port of the uh, Sega Master System version of Vigilante mm. to bring over. You know, a lot of people like that Vigilante. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. But a lot of it's, other people... It's sort of a lame bad dudes, it's right? It's like... Uh, it's sort of like a double... No, it's not... Yeah, it's, oh, it's way lamer. But no, it's more like... Uh, it's more like Double Dragon or... Yeah, it's more like or Double Dragon or... Target Renegade. Well, this Hey, people love that game. I know. Um, th- this was uh, coded... But I'm going to try to do my best here. Uh, Federico the Soli... I, I like bet that's that. where I bet that's where the name comes from. Yeah. The Niso games and the then uh, the graphics were done by a guy called Graphics Kid. Spell as cool guys you can, and it says slash BCO. I don't know what that so whatever that means. Who knows? And the musician is Estraic. Uh, Estraic's worked a lot of like indie games, but uh, uh, from what I read there, Fed, uh, Frederico and Graphics Kid, I think they just worked on the in the stuff of their own crew there. Uh, one disc. This runs on the Scorpion engine, a Rocky Like a Hurricane, Scorpion engine, uh, which we, we both have, I don't think we've had a really bad experience with the Scorpion. The Scorpion we? engine is the, I mean, Here we go. I've talked about this before. You, you put it over, that's for sure. The Scorpion engine, it produces games that act and feel like real video games. You think with an appropriate engine, me and you could build up a game? Well, And like it's, maybe a, some graphics geek? You know, I had a lot of time to think on my way to and from Chicago. Seven yeah. and a half this hours. This is something you way. pondered on the way? And because of this game, I'm sort of, and you're going to laugh, but I'm sort of inspired yeah. to download the Scorpion engine and see what I can do. Can you just do that? You can just go download well, the engine? Well, I saw Bill. You know, Bill did a special thing with Eroc. Oh, an Amiga Bill. Amiga Bill, yeah. yeah. He did a special thing with Eroc. And there's a lot of... It's it's a very gooey thing where you're sort of... It's not like coding in assembly language, you uh, know? I feel like it's something that might be within the realm of my possibility to put together something simple. You know, here's the thing. I, here's what I... I, don't, I first of all, I, and this is not a knock against you, but you're horrible. No, what I'm saying is, we are not. I don't know how much programming. No, I'm, I'm the opposite of whatever a programmer right. is. But I think that if we like, if we like, forced some of the people in the Discord <laughs> to like help us, right? You know, and by us, I mean you do it, and then I'll just I'll applaud, right? You know, it's like Ed McMahon. Well, I'll put your name real big on the Thanks, title screen. Hey, t- play testing, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but uh, hey, I, Nick, Nick Brente set me up, so you can do it too. Yeah. But uh, uh, I think with help from people like talented people because here's the thing let's pretend for a sec that you can add you can take a game of like x's and o's and a board and move them around okay and then and there's a game they're like that's right. a combat right all right simple game right mm-hmm. that's a, that's your you do it mm-hmm. all right <clears throat> then you need to you get some uh talented sucker to like make your little tanks and crap up like make them look good mm-hmm. and, and maybe make a background mm-hmm. and then you need somebody to make some sound effects mm-hmm. that's hard yeah and then you need somebody like a bark bit type to go and make you some tunes that's right this is where you get the crew together mm-hmm. for for boat international yeah that's where yeah uh, amigo software is born is that what that is yeah. do you have a thought on your first game i do but i don't want to you reveal keeping it. it close to I'm the vest. keeping it close to the vest that's understandable. It's understandable but uh discord people uh, be on the lookout oh, because uh, there may be something coming. I got a week of vacation coming. Remember up. when I made fun of you for the whole boat fest concept? <laughs> and now I'm now I'm more regretting this entire conversation. Anyway, I digress. So, Super Delivery Boy, the holiday shift. Now, boat, you've played regular Super Delivery Boy. Yes. Talk about that for a second, and then we'll move seamlessly into this. So, uh, Super Delivery Boy is a um, is a scrolling adventure game. Yeah. Where you traverse through various, you know, I want to say I said scrolling, but I, now that I think about it, it's been a while. I don't know if it's scrolling or if it's flip screen, but it is a multi area 
platforming game. It looked like I saw buildings. Where you like are, that. yeah, you're going from various areas. Like, you'll go inside of a house, you'll pick up something, you'll go outside the house, you'll go to a different place, yeah. and you'll drop it off to somebody. So you can think about it sort of like well, any platform game. Like, imagine Mario, but instead of the object being to get to the end of the level, you're going back and forth within this level, picking things up and dropping things I off. I see. So there are some similarities. Yeah, but... yeah it is a delivery mechanism. So fast forward here to the holiday, uh, the holiday shift. You play as the delivery guy, mm-hmm. and this they've turned this into basically something that looks almost like a uh, uh, the screen. This looks like something you might see in say uh, Mario Bros. or or a Bubble Bobble. It's, yeah, very similar to Mario Brothers. Yeah, was, yeah, or and, Popeye. Yeah, something it, like that. there's just mo- multiple like platforms up there, and your job is to is to well, I mean. I hate to say it's your job because there are ways you can play this game that you would never do anything. You don't have to do anything. You can mm-hmm. just stand there. Uh, so <laughs> this game is a point press game and, and with a timer. Mm-hmm. Okay, now mm-hmm. uh, at the top of the screen, you're going to see two like basically like uh, kids or people, yeah. and beside them will be a colored package. Yeah. Okay. This is the package they want. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> at the bottom of the screen, packages appear. All right. And the packages are different colors. And so what what you can do for points is go down to the bottom of the screen, grab a package. It's a two-button joint, by the way. Grab a package, jump up to the top, and either hand them the package or throw it at them. Mm-hmm. And you will get, like, it's like 500 points. Okay, now, you can also go down and get a package that's not the same color. You can take it back up and throw it, and you got to get 100 points. Mm-hmm. They'll take it. Mm-hmm. Who's going to turn down a package? Right. But they don't want that. Right. You know? It's not their most desired <sighs> gift. Right. Now, if that was the game, it'd be pretty boring. So what this game is is basically you got five other platforms aside from the top two to go around and jump past uh, critters. Or I, I don't. What would, how would you describe what these these bad guys are? I like critters. I think critters. that's a good word. Now the critters, if they hit you, they basically make your guy turn red, make a bad noise. It's sort of like losing a life. Yeah. Well, yeah. You've got a life bar. Right. And so you've got three hearts to spend. Yeah. Here. And so uh, uh, you can do. Now, how do you deal with these guys? Well, there's a couple ways. These guys. You could take the packages. See, one thing the delivery boy could do, and we've seen this uh, footage of this in real life from like the. Uh, the uh, they can FedEx, fling so the package. They can violently throw the package. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually they throw it at the door, but if they're pressed, they'll hit a sucker with a package. That's right. And so what you can do is you can take and get a, co- a package the same color as the bad guy and whiz it at him, and you can hit, knock him away for a little while. He comes back. Mm hmm. They're very persistent. Right. <clears throat> but they go away for a little while, and it clears the path if you want to. Now, there's a third uh, f- a thing that comes down, which is a, like, it's like a, I think it's like a walnut or something mm-hmm. like that. And it rolls down the screen. And so, again, this will also take one of your hearts. But you can take a package, and any package, mm-hmm. and whack this thing. And this will give you five extra seconds of game time. Right. Now, this guy didn't come out that much. And I pondered the possibilities that this thing laid into the game. Like, I don't see how... I don't think you could... If you hit this guy every time and kept getting five extra seconds, I don't think it would make a ton of difference over... I mean, it may take make a little difference in your score. Well, the, 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 the what they've done to make the game from becoming unbalanced in that way is that I believe that the guy, the, the, it, it, he operates on a timer. Yeah. The, the little acorn or whatever, it's like every 10 or 15 seconds right. it'll go down. So you can't just do it forever because eventually you will run out right. of time. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I, I, I thought about this strategically because I know how Brent, the Brent would look at mm-hmm. it. And he would camp that guy if he mm-hmm. could. And if the guy just kept coming out, he would just build up a bunch of time. But you can't do that. They've thought of that. Right. I mean, you've got, I think it's 100 seconds to play. Mm-hmm. And then the game just ends. It doesn't yeah. matter what you're doing. It's so, so you can you could lose by losing all your hearts or running out of time. That's mm-hmm. it. Or the game can lock up, which right. we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, and that's pretty much, am I missing anything here, Boat? That's pretty much the game. Yeah. Yeah. Mechanically, that's all there is to it. There is not, uh, there's not a set uh, number of packages you have to deliver to clear a level. Uh, there are no multiple stages. There are no bonus stages. You are essentially uh, delivering an infinite number of packages to an infinite number of clones that emerge from one of the two doors at the top of the screen. When I first started playing this, I didn't know that, and I got very irritated. 
that I couldn't get off the level because mm-hmm. I didn't realize there is no level. Right. This is this is the level. This game is truly a demo in every sense of the word. It, I mean, it, the thing is, it's demoing a game that basically doesn't exist. So this is the game. Uh, well, uh, what I would I wouldn't consider this a demo. I would consider it in the grand tradition of like say cover discs. Yeah, this is a, a little a little a Christmas Christmas present. Free Christmas present that uh, that you know is going to offer you a limited amount of entertainment, but does have a very strong holiday theme. Yeah, and uh, we should mention that that you it plays Jingle Bells, mm-hmm. nice yeah, rendition nice rendition of Jingle Bells, and talk about uh, a little bit about the uh, presentation, both. I love the way this game looks. I thought you might. You know, I'm down with the cute. In this game, it reminds me of... It's got a very kind of Kirby aesthetic. Yeah. Um, the, the, especially the little rolling acorn guy. He looks like he's right out of a Kirby game. Yeah, acorn. That's what that thing is. Yeah. That's a walnut. Yeah. yeah acorn's what it is. And uh, I, love the, I love the trees. You know, the yeah, snow-covered Christmas trees. This is not Stario's Christmas, where you have the gray background with gray snow falling down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a fully, uh, you know, great... It's gradient... But it's not the annoying Amiga gradient that we hate or that I hate. This is a, it's a tasteful gradient where you've got a little bit of gradient that goes from like, you know, it's like a sunset. It mirrors life. You know, it's not Trolls AGA. So, um, that's good. That's the high watermark, is it? I would have liked to have seen, um, you know, I understand the limitations of this game. I understand that it, it, it's only going to be one stage. Yeah. It's only going to be, but what I would, you know, what I would have liked to have seen is at least some sort of a round system where you get a little bit of a break. And even if it just starts over and everything moves a little bit faster, you know, I don't think that would have been too difficult to implement. And then you would have had a real game. To me, this is not a finished game. Uh, this is great. I mean, I'm not complaining. Uh, it's it's fine for what it is, but to me, it's not a finished game unless you have some sort of a round system. The game has to change in a meaningful way for me for this to get that 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 qualification for me. Yeah, you have to put yourself in a mindset when you play this. Mm-hmm. When you see it, you're like, okay, cool, stage one, I'm gonna knock this out. But you can't think that way, and right. you all, you have to think about. I agree with what you said, by the way. This uh, as this has got everything you need to have a really fun game, but it's not the best mm-hmm. uh, because there's it's 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 rinse and repeat, and you can only you do the same thing over and over, and nothing. There's no special enemies. There's no events. And the game, no and, and the game never gets more difficult. It never. It just. It's yeah. literally the same thing over yeah. and over. Now it. If you're not good at it, it's not the easiest. I appreciated the uh, having uh, two buttons. Two support. buttons is great. Uh, you can also do up or jump mm-hmm. if you if you do, if you wish. Uh, and it does. It is a look good. Like I said, it looks. It just looks like a game that would be great. Yeah. As opposed to a great looking game that's not that great. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, I understand the, the point of it because they're they've got the the real game and this is sort of a cute little thing it's Christmas mm-hmm. and trust me when I tell you I've played a lot of Christmas games this month mm-hmm. this is nowhere near, this is much better than 99% of them right because uh, this guy actually put out something that's like a different game mm-hmm. to his credit but it's not the funnest game I've played Christmas wise just because I wish there was a little more variety yeah and the thing is variety could have been easily added there could have been speed ups there could have been Drops from above. There could have been two nuts that come out to, after you get to a certain point. There, there could have been, been a, there could have been somebody chucking empties. Chucking empties, as mm-hmm. far as you can see, there are plenty of things you could do, and maybe this stuff. Again, you know, it's hard to compile. If this was, if, let's let's take a step back. If we were reviewing this and this game what, did not have a Christmas theme, I would not be as kind. Right. But it's got a Christmas theme, so it, this is something fun to play as the version mm-hmm. for a, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, and it is. And as a point pressing game, uh, the All court the, is still out on yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know because again, it's so there's nothing changing. Well, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot like Timberman, where is. where at it, some point your mind becomes numb to what you're doing, and your score depends on how much you can keep your mind aware. The difference is Timberman increases in difficulty. Does That's, it? Yeah, because okay. you get less time to, to to do the job. Okay. And I think that, but this game took a different approach. It's not a bad idea. It's not the worst idea I've ever heard, you know. But it and also I wish there was something that would like, 
there were some, like, I would like to see something tells you when the time grows short, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of times you're just playing, all of a sudden it just ends. Like, I don't know what just happened. You're right. like, oh, I ran out of time. Yeah, it would be nice to have if the music would change or you get a little bloop or something when there's 10 seconds left. And then, or- but in terms of, like, a game where, like, let's say me, you, uh, uh, Big Tex, the Brent, mm-hmm. you always got together uh, and uh, uh, have a point battle, mm-hmm. okay? I don't know if how fun this would be. Well, would I'll be tell you. perfect for both of I'm going to quote the Brent yeah. here because uh, you guys were discussing a point press game fairly recently. Yeah. And the, and the Brent said that a good point press game, no matter your skill level, should end at about the five or six minute mark. Yeah. Where the action just gets too fast and furious. I think and we were talking about Timberman, actually. This game uh, does not do that. This game, you can literally play forever. And that's that's not good. Well, no, the time runs out. But again, but if you're smart, you can go down. You can work out a system to where you can constantly get a little bit more time. Uh, There, I I don't know. Maybe how? What was the long? Because I never played that long, and I was hitting every one of those things that came down, and it still ended. Okay. After, I mean, did you, how long did you play? Maybe you know more about it. Well, that. I always, I never died for running out of time. I always died oh. because I got bored of what I was doing and I made a stupid mistake. Oh, I ran out of time almost every time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I'm wrong about that. There's maybe hundred the- seconds, and then you. Can, it's, that's the thing with the extra five seconds. Mm-hmm. What is that? I don't. I mean. They always, like you said, they always show up with the extra five second right. possibility every ten seconds. So who knows? Maybe this would be a good point press game. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it would be. I mean, it would be fair, mm-hmm. I guess. But I mean, would it be fun? That yeah. yeah. But is Timberman the... fun? For example, right. I think it, or or like Ghost Chase, mm-hmm. something like that. I think they are. But there's this is this is firmly in that camp. Yeah. Absolutely. You got Ghost Rush, Timberman, and this, mm-hmm. and they're all. Firmly in that camp. Yeah. Like, this provides more gameplay than either one of those. Mm-hmm. Which uh, so for Christmas, totally fine. So and and it's certainly worth a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. And then it also sort of makes you want to play the actual game. Yeah, yeah. which is what this is supposed to do. Right. I think. Uh, did we get any? Uh, did we? I'm sure we got some review action on this. Butter. We did. We got a message or a review from the one and only Pajaco sixty five zero two giver of gifts. He says. Uh, a fun and easy top play arcade game that is fun in short bursts, but it all wears a little too thin far too quickly. I can't fault the graphics and music and sound, but there really isn't much to it. Yes, it does feature music and sound. That's <laughs> Unlike some arcade games where you can learn tricks and patterns to get better score, this one relies a little too much on randomness and working in your favor. The crux of the game is getting the right color gifts at the right time, and if that goes south, you can spend a chunk of the game just picking up and throwing presents, just hoping one of the right colors shows up. There seems to be a bug where you can sometimes throw a gift through a recipient if you are too close to them. And I wasn't a fan of the mechanic where you couldn't lob a present from one side of the screen to one of the little guys, but everywhere else it was fine to do that. I really feel that this game could be expanded a little more to really make it more sticky, like many different color enemies to match all the gift colors. But for a budget price of $2, you could do a lot worse. So grab a glass of something festive and start hurling gifts at everything that moves and see if you can beat that high score, 9 out of 12. (laughs) It's a weird score. It's a pixel guide end thing. You know, uh, I thought of something else that way I think would be, and this would be pretty easy to implement, I think. This would be a this would exponentially be more fun with simultaneous two player. Yeah, and you can whack your yeah. buddy. Yeah, you know none mm-hmm. of this working together crap. Right, your enemies. Right, that might be a, a turn the timer off and just use maybe give we get each other guy each guy like six lives mm-hmm. or ten lives mm-hmm. and leave everything else the same. Just let them chuck around. They can score and then it's a high score point where you're actually going after your buddy. That might be kind of fun. Uh, to do it that way. But overall, you know, like I said, I, I got nothing bad to say about it, if I'm honest. I thought it was a pretty fun game, and I enjoyed it. And hopefully, uh, sometime in the near future, boat, we'll be able to sit down and actually play the full version of this on the show. I'd kind of I'd kind of like to give that a whirl, too, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. All right, Aaron. Well, we leave Super Delivery Boy, and we go right to our buddies at Retro Rewind. Welcome to Retro Rewind. I'm your host, British Jones. Whether you enter the Amiga, Commodore 64, or Tiger Floral Print Speed Suits, Retro Rewind has all you need from the friendly hosers of the Great White North. Looking to upgrade your Amiga? Check out the Amiga OS 3.2.2 Kickstart ROM for just $18. Or maybe you need a C64 or C128 diagnostic harness. 
Grab one while they're hot. Don't miss our bestsellers like the 1541 Transit Card for just $1 or the incredible Amiga Coin Cell Battery Adapter. Shop now at Retro Rewind Limited and bring your classic computers back to life. Retro Rewind Limited. Frank's the man. Frank truly is the man, by the way. Mm -hmm. We all like Frank. So, Bo, tell everybody what we're going to get up to here. Well, you know, we always, around Christmas time, we solicit the, our uh, Discord community <laughs> to, to, like that. to provide us with, uh, with, with, with stuff to show. You know, Christmas-related um, art, music, yeah. stories... Uh, to, to share and uh, some years we get more submissions than others I'm happy to report that this year we got quite a few so yeah. uh, we appreciate our discord community and as always if you'd like to join our discord community it is open to patrons of the Amigos podcast patreon.com slash Amigos podcast yeah. if you'd like to join the friendliest community online uh, our first uh, submission Aaron comes from Level Lord Level Lord knows something about the cold being yeah. up in Chicago yeah he says, uh, this is an image that he sent to Doug's Amiga Art uh, Contest a few years ago. He says, it reflects a rural area called Salash, which in reality are isolated farms which could be found in northern Serbia. Uh, the central object of the image is a Jerem, uh, translated as Shadoof, which both of those words are uh, words used to provide drinking water for animals. It is not a Christmassy image, but more of a winter idyllic image. It can be used as a filter if you don't <laughs> if you don't receive much response from the community. Well, Dude, thank I, you, thank you. It, I think it's quite lovely. By the way, we love the Lord. Oh my gosh, mind. yeah. And then look at the look at the work he did on this. Now he did this with an Amiga. Mm -hmm. And look at the shadowing and stuff. Uh, if you're looking, if you're listening at home, uh, this is a stark wintry scene mm -hmm. uh, with an interesting uh, gizmo there to, to uh, give water to the animals. Very, very beautiful. Uh, very nice level lord. Uh, he's quite an artist. That guy's got talent uh, coming out the yin and his wife and his kids the same way. That's right. That's and right. And cooks. Holy smokes. Yeah. Him at the grill. Him. That's something to behold. Yeah. Especially when it's nighttime and he's out there blind. Can't see anything. <laughs> Alright. Next up we got Tech Mage. Uh, he's provided uh, a little uh, image from a YouTube user, Broad Blues. This is a Christmas card designed on an Amiga for 2023. Look at this thing coming in. Yeah, for those at home who are watching, this is an image being drawn. Uh, what, what's this? In, in Sketch something? Sketch Block. So I bet this is an OS4 deal. Looks to be a very high, yeah, high I'm res. I'm not familiar with the, the, the old sketches yeah. and Mac thing. Uh, no, I believe this is an OS4 thing. Oh, OS4. Sorry, my yeah. brain's... Yeah, yeah. I left town mentally there. Um, so it looks like he's drawing... This is a, uh, a green uh, character. I, you know, you always think about the Grinch, but he's definitely not very Grinch-like. This, this is that return face. Right, right. Uh, I never understood that. I really hate the Grinch and everything about what? that film. Why? I, I just don't think it's very good. I don't think it's a very good oh, the, concept. The, I, I love the songs, and I'm not the biggest Dr. Seuss now, fan, as you know. The, the Jim Carrey version is an abomination. Oh, no, I'm not talking about that. That thing's horrible. That. No, I can stand the animated version. I'm talking about the, the original yeah. ones. And I only like the first one, but stay away from his Halloween special, like the oh, play. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Oh my yeah, the Grinch, it, it, he was fine. One one and done. Yeah. That's all we needed. Yeah. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. We'll just keep doing a bunch of Dr. Seuss stuff. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Yeah, there it was, the cool desktop mm -hmm. mode. I think you were dead on there. Yeah, so uh, congratulations to uh, YouTuber uh, Bubbles for uh, putting that together. That seems pretty I cool. too far. I wanted to see how far, what it looked like at the end. You know, I thought about doing an animated Lamelangelo Christmas card really? this year. But How would that, that be? That wouldn't be that Christmassy, would it? Uh, well, you know, Lamelangelo celebrates Christmas just as much as humans do. <laughs> um, so, next up, we've got uh, Pajaco. So, Pajaco says, "This year, I finally received my ZX Spectrum Next that I backed almost two and a half years ago. It amazingly arrived on my birthday, but have I opened and used it? No." Because I'm wrapping mine up and opening it Christmas morning Man. and reliving that getting a specky for Christmas 1987 moment as close as I can. That's self-control. Yeah. You know, I hear a lot of people, you know, I'll watch Oda Gima's channel a mm -hmm. lot. And this guy's like, he's living in the past, man. He always gets, a, he goes and tries to collect the old stuff he had as a kid and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's funny to me. I'm, I'm, that's not funny. Good for him. Good for Pajaco. But like... When I was a kid, there was no computers and stuff, really. And so what the stuff I got, I'd have to go out and like, buy myself a tape deck 
or something. I can't see myself doing that. Do, do, what about you? Because you were when you were young, and you were you would get uh, computers for Christmas and your birthday or video games. Do you have so what? What my parents would do is that when I before we got the Nintendo and all we had was the Atari. Yeah, Atari would would publish um, catalogs, software catalogs. Yeah, and my parents would get these catalogs. And the catalogs were very light on the old graphics. It was mostly just text descriptions of games. And so I would go through and I would choose. And I, I remember I got two games on two separate years. One year I got basketball, the basketball cartridge for the Atari. Yeah. Okay. And Yeah, yep, that one. And then the second one was I got E.T. Phone Home. Okay. Oh, man. And I still remember playing E.T., putting it on Christmas morning. Well, it was better on the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a much, it's, it's, it's a good game. Yeah. But when you collect all the pieces and you bring them back, E.T.'s digitized visage appears on the screen and you get this, this sampled E.T. Phone Home. He sounds like Speedy Gonzales in the Atari version. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it scared me so much that I turned off the computer. It was so frightening. You're such a sensitive child. I was. But- I was. Do you ever do you ever feel feel the need, or maybe you do do this, to like go back and kind of try to recollect stuff from your childhood, and then like I mean, you know, go back and sort of re-experience that stuff, like you like through the eyes of a boat. Of, I like do, eight. I do like to do that. You know, for example, when I was driving home yesterday, yeah. you know, I used to be scared when we used to go to Boy Scout camps. I'd always room with these guys that were real into the metal. The, yeah. they, and they'd have these tapes, you yeah, know, like yeah. like Dio and Danzig Docking, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and I look at I would be scared looking at these tapes. They were I'd scared. Be, yeah. yeah, I agree with that. And you know, I King listen Diamond. and I listened to the music because yesterday I had seven and a half hours to kill. I was like, I'm going to listen to some of this stuff. It's really not that bad. It's really not. It's not like the death metal of today. You know, I listen. But I mean, to some, it's not. It's not the best. Well, I listen to some Ronnie James Dio, and it's like. I mean, they sound well, like a hard rock he's band. He's a lot you different know? than a lot of those guys. Like Dan, you have heard Danzig before. He's that's the mother guy, what's right? It, what's it do with? Uh, re- so this is how this you replaying your childhood by listening to stuff that scared you. Yeah. Do, do you think you overcame a barrier there? A little bit. I mean, I'm still scared of most things I come into contact with. But uh, no longer will I put Dio on that list. It's funny to me that you're scared of stuff because I've seen you get wear the dumbest outfit possible and get in front of a huge group of people that don't care a crap about you, and you had no problem at all doing that. So you've got weird issues. I do. Fright. Weird issues is my middle name. Uh, we want to show off a couple of these Christmas cards from Pajaco that he's created uh, from uh, his uh, his creative mind. Um, <laughs> Some, that's he's a man after your own heart, Aaron. Using the Microsoft Paint. Hey, I I, I use it for everything I've ever done. Look at that Santa, that's pretty good. I like the fact that he captured part of the browser along with it. If you're, if you're looking at home, we're looking at some a, a, a Paint 3D. I can only hope here. when he printed it out, he printed out that whole thing with the GUI up top and yeah. the browser there. Um, nice. Now, of course, we can't let a Christmas go by without playing a little "Have Yourself a Wacky Little Christmas." Yeah. This is Pixels at Dawn's Amigos Christmas Anthem. Let's see if we can get this to come up here and work. This one takes a little while to get started. Or not at all. Oh, yeah, that's right. I muted the tab. My bad, everybody. I'll start that over. <laughs> well, I didn't know we were going to list the tunes. Here we go. I'm big in that. Everybody needs to see pixels. Modern day Bing Crosby. He is. He is. Yeah. Let's let this run for a second. I just got the audio going here, so let's give him a little taste here. Happy Amiga Day. You remember uh, 
he first recorded this. Do you remember how many years ago this was? A couple was it? It was twenty twenty. This was the in the in the depths of the pandemic. You are here for us. Heaven's got beer for us. For <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> Love a little picture of Ed when he yeah. going in with the beer. Yeah, good guitar work on this. Who 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 did he get to play guitar on? We all have beer. I think it's quite, look at that, uh, and for those listening uh, on the radio, uh, Pixels is seated beside this beautiful, looks like a marble uh, fireplace, look at that book. Yeah, I mean, Pixels, he really lives in the height of luxury. Look at that fire, it's a real fire. He's in a, some kind of like, uh, fitted suit. Mm-hmm, yeah. Nothing off the rack for this guy. No, no. I like that dizzy, uh, that caricature up there on the, on the mantelpiece. And a uh, tasteful tree, nice built-in bookcases. The Pixels Estate, ladies and gentlemen. Very good. So, I love that. Thank yeah. you, Pigs. That was so nice. Pigs is so good. I'll just, <laughs> we'll get stopped over ahead, Boat, on that one. That was uh, nice, Boat. And, of course, uh, we, we roll on with Pixels' uh, submission this year. It's a, a stunning um, likeness of you, me, and the Brent. Yeah. Uh, so around an Amiga Christmas tree. He really captured uh, our essence. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're listening to radio, it's a, uh, I think Super Tennis Champ, the Amigos version, basically, is what, it's what it looks like to me. It does, it uh, does. And, and we can almost roll right out of the court. With, if the, uh, I may I call upon Pixels when, when I'm making that game, you know, to design the characters. I can see you, me, and the Brent running around some imaginary universe. I like how you're setting up jobs for everybody. <laughs> That's what I did. next year, folks going to be running all sorts of scans on people. Captain Delegation. The Captain Delegation. That's it. Oh, here we go. Up next, we have, this is Reflections um, uh, submission. This is uh, an Octomed mod called Du Grand Giltron. French. These are always great. Yeah, I love me some some uh, some uh, pro tracker stuff. Don't you wish you had t- uh, the ability to you know make it work? I do. Know? Remember when we tried to make it work? <laughs> do you remember my song? I mean, it was, <laughs> I was calling that a song. It was... <laughs> we should do that again though. No, we, for, you mean for Amigathon this for, year? Yeah, for Amigathon this oh, year. Oh man. I will say I did enjoy the, the painting portion. The music portion was a lot harder. So this is, uh, uh, Edvin says, this translates to you green sparkling tree. Oh. That's, that's lovely. How nice. Look at that. That was dandy. Yeah, thank you so much, Rafi. Boy, I tell you, you want to talk about a man of many talents. Oh, Reflection yeah? is one of the greatest musicians that I've had the pleasure of working Look, he's with. Look, got, he's got something else here. Is this, is this the same thing? It's it the is. same thing okay. as the MP3 version. I like that. Look at all that. <laughs> Lord Soup just just flooding the channel with conversation. There you go. That's Lord Soup. He was a butthead. Just apropos. What do we got here? 48K. This is a, a demo that uh, is brand new for the Amiga. Why not play this? Mary Beermas. Hopefully this will not right. contain anything untoward. Uh, although I will say this may be just the file. Maybe not oh, the... Oh, uh, yeah. too bad. Yeah, so we'll have All to right, wait 48. for that to appear on YouTube. But look that up and finally... Lord Soup, or not Lord Soup, Jesus. <laughs> Lobsterminator, yeah, another Pro Tracker mod. My personal favorite Christmas song. You hear this everywhere now, these, this, that tune. I love it. I never heard it until 2008 when I was in Korea. That was the first time I ever heard it. Listen. Anything's better than that god awful Paul McCartney tune. <laughs> Everybody hates that song. Yeah. I think it's okay. It's the worst thing he ever was involved okay. in. No, there's lots worth Paul no. McCartney songs. No. Actually, his birthday song's also hideous. <laughs> what <laughs> the, is that guy's problem? Oh, man. Did you see that thing appear? I think there's going to be some sort of multimedia component. Something appeared in the background there. I can see it. Dancing in the chat room. They right? are. Not bad. Yeah, I not, like it. Not bad at I all. Like it. I like that. That's good stuff right there. Yeah. So make sure you check this out. This is on Lobsterminator X's uh, 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 YouTube channel. You can find that. And uh, maybe we can just kind of play it soft as we're going through the rest of these. Yeah, I think that's it, Boat. Um, yeah. So, guys, thank you. 
very good turnout for our uh, Amigos Christmas section. Yeah. Um, scroll, I want to say there's one. I thought that we had one more. Remember we had one that wouldn't come up. Oh, yeah, that's right. We had one that wouldn't Let come up. Let me try up. it one more time just to, just to be a completionist here. This is one from uh, Reflex. It's another one, but this one, for whatever reason, didn't come, didn't turn out. Yeah, maybe it's one of those weird regional things, too. Oh, here we go. No, scroll down. Fred Onions posted a story. Uh, scroll up Scroll up one. There you go. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. He yeah, says, give it to us. He says, I have a stupid story. I don't believe that. He says, as a kid, I desperately wanted an Amiga 500 for Christmas 1989. But the guy at the store said I would have to buy a monitor as well. So that made it way too expensive for my family. So instead, I used my C64 and Okadata 10 printer all the way through high school and tech school until finally replacing it with a PC in 1995. That's all man right Yeah, there. yeah. Then, night one with the PC, monitor goes boom. So it's back to the C64 for one final year. <laughs> Anywho, back to Christmas 1989. Instead of an Amiga, I got a Sega Genesis. Ooh. When I launched the packed-in Alder Beast, I was literally stunned. I heard the Amiga version of Altered Beast Would was even stop better. stop with that? I thought, based on the conversations about needing a monitor for the Amiga, that the graphics as good as the Genesis were impossible without a monitor. I was just a kid, so forgive me for being an idiot, but I was shocked and I couldn't get over it. I then thought, this is it, man. It will never get better than this. So, yeah, I mean, do you do you remember back in the day, did they really sell the monitor as being a part well, of the experience? Let me tell you something. Whoever, whoever was making him buy a monitor, that's that's dirty pool. Mm -hmm. He was working at an angle, and he yeah. got nothing. Yeah. Now, he could have used that god-awful 520 mm -hmm. to stick it back up. This is the 500's Achilles heel. It is. It is really the audio is. or video output. Yeah. We both hate it. Yeah. We hate it. Mm -hmm. And the 1000's got dandy mm -hmm. video out. Composite right Nothing there. Nothing wrong with that, but yeah. no, we're cheaping out. Yeah. Okay, that's what you get, that god-awful 520. Mm -hmm. How much, how many people did that, I'm getting on a brand. Anyway, ignore that. So, yeah, uh, the monitor was always... I always heard it was fairly key. But the funny thing is, no one could afford, no one of my friends could afford some kind of tippity-top monitor. Mm -hmm. I bought a 17-inch a, a, a monitor that was like a, sort of a fa sort of offish, honest brand. It wasn't like anything big. This thing cost me like, I mean, it was like 750 bucks. Well, 17 inches was a big monitor and this back was, then. This was in, uh, this is when I lived in Lexington, so this would have been like, like I don't know, right around 2000, 2001. And it weighed as much as a, as a car. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I thought to myself, and the thing is, as I owned that monitor, I saw it mean so much less, like instantly. The first time my buddy walked in with an LCD monitor, I'm like, ah, mm. oh, crap. Right. What did I buy? I'm yeah. an idiot, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, I got to give him credit for going all the way through school to 64, but more impressive than that is going all the way through school with an Oki data printer. <laughs> those things are hot garbage. <laughs> Have you ever used one of those things? I don't know what that is. Oki data color printer, Oki data printer. It's just real tiny, a little like manual feed paint. Oh, wow. They suck. Mm. Those things suck. Mm. But they were everywhere with the C64, like, it's part of the deal. Uh, you know, okay. you put, they'd put these Okie data printers in there. I never liked these things. Mm -hmm. they just, just one last thing on Fred's story. He used that Commodore with the monitor from his childhood all the way up to college, okay? And it worked. It probably, you could go fire it up right now. Mm -hmm. PC monitor, first day, bam. There you go. That's there you all, go. That's all you have to say. What are at the house right now? Amiga monitor, mm -hmm. and that thing works like a champ. Works like a champ. It? It's great. It's great. Well, Aaron, I believe that we've come to the end of our Christmas celebration. Uh, what are we going to play next week on the show? Well, God only knows, but let's... <laughs> <laughs> it's like Vanna. <laughs> so, at long last, uh, about a month after it was originally recorded, we are going to be releasing the uh, Lotus Turbo Challenge 2 episode recorded live from the cave down yeah. in uh, at RMC's place. What was it like when you first walked into the old RMC? Did you was it like did you have a moment of childhood wonderment? I did. It's amazing that because he he's made it like that because you walk in and the first thing you see is just Everything is, it looks like my basement except better, you know? It looks it's, like a huge place. It's a, it's a huge place. Yeah. And when you walk into that store, the store section, yeah. that's the piece de resistance right yeah, there. Yeah, it's pretty clever. Isn't yeah, it? because you, I mean, it literally looks like a store and all the games are shrink wrapped and stuff. It's amazing. And then you look at the library, he has thousands of magazines all carefully curated and separated out. It's an amazing, I mean, it's not. I haven't been to a lot of computer museums, so I don't have anything to compare it to really. But yeah. 
for an, an event space, there's no better place to have an event than at RMC's Cave. And, uh, and then as an added bonus next week uh, for people that tune in, you'll get to hear Boat's story of actually getting in a Lotus. That's right. That's right. I was Which, I was able to uh, to squeeze myself in, but we'll we'll save that. You can enjoy that when the episode is released next let me, week. Uh, before we head out, I just want to mention that it's not like me and Boat are checking out. Oh, no. We're going to be back on on New Year's Eve, along with the Brent, in this very room, and these very couches, for our um, ARG Amiga Stretcher Gaming end of the year super show. Yes. Where we're going to, this is, the, we've never done this. No. Because it's madness, is mm-hmm. why. Because we've got to be spending that much time in the same room with the Brent. We're going to have game of the year and worst game of the year conversations for the Atari ST, the uh, TR City Color Computer, the ZX Spectrum, and the Amiga all in the same show. It should be a, a fun time. We're all going to be sitting here together. I can't remember the last time we all did a show together, Bo. It's oh. been last year. Uh, pretty, uh, it's, been, it's, it's been for Amigathon. Well, I was going to say, except for, except for Amigathon, we haven't been together doing a show since before the pandemic. So this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we'll be kicking that show off on New Year's Eve. And I believe you said about, what, 11.30 or so? Yeah. We'll give you the exact time, uh, but it should be a lot of fun. So that's literally, it's a week from tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that will kick everyone's New Year's into high gear. Yeah, man. Uh, for for the big day. Anything else you want to say before we take it to the houseboat? Hey, Merry Christmas. Thank you to all you guys that are in the chat with us right now. Uh, we love the fact that you guys uh, are watching us live so close to the holidays. Uh, we hope that your your Christmas is, is merry and awesome. And uh, like I said, uh, try, try and enjoy yourself over the next couple days. <laughs> you make it like it's a chore. It's well, not that tough. Just do it. Just Get do you a it. cold one. That's the way I like to do it. Some eggnog. Spike it. I love it. We'll see you guys next time. And until then, adios. adios.